Love Talk Radio. Patty Holtran and this is KWOD Radio. We're on live today and we're so happy to be here. It's, it's a Wednesday hump day. How's everyone doing today? Got a little bit of business to take care of, but you know what? We've got to talk about who's going to be on the line with us and that's going to be Sharon Hamilton. I met Sharon at a, at a romance uh, writers conference not too long ago, not too about a month ago. And... She's got some really interesting uh, stories, you know, about some really great-looking guys and and their fatigues. So <laughs> we're going to be talking this year in, in about one minute here. Let me take care of a little bit of business here. I've got a couple people who uh, want me to do a shout-out for them for a couple of their crowdfunding uh, projects, and one of them is a young man who wants to get to Finland, and obviously he, he's got some work to do there, but he... He needs some money in order to get him there. He's not asking for very much, and obviously every little bit helps, as every crowdfunding does. And, of course, I also then desk information is right down below on the chat area, which would be youcaring.com. Um, so it's a, one, uh, one of the more personal um, crowdfunding projects. youcaring.com slash other slash two... Finland or bust. So take a look. I mean, all you need to do is kind of go into youcaring.com and look for the name to Finland or bust. And yeah, me on there. It's got a beautiful picture of Finland in the background. And he's been there before. Uh, he wants to go back there to stay. And he just could use your support in order to get him there. So this is Patty Holstrand, and this is KWOD Radio, and this is Sharon on the line. Sharon. Hi, Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> so, that nice little intro about the guys and their camis. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know, we, you know, it's just kind of funny because uh, I was watching a, a movie the other night, and I was struck by how nice men look in 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 their suits. I mean, they're <laughs> they, gosh, I mean, they they look so. I mean, and I remembered, I remembered um, Forrest Gump. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it made it, it even made him look great. So <laughs> it even made him look pretty pretty hunky too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and women, there are women in the military too. I think some of these uh, pictures that we see these days with the fly girls and and uh, you know the GI Jane types. And, you know, we may even see some lady seals coming up here in the next couple of years. Who knows? But uh, I think uh, the uniforms uh, really do, um, you know, they look good on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I did notice I did notice your covers. Uh, obviously, the, a good friend of ours who, who seemed to be um, lean towards on your covers, a good friend of ours who's also a really wonderful uh, businessman and, of course, one of the yeah. top top uh, um, models of the in the in as far as uh, romance covers go. That's Jimmy Thomas. Yes, and, and I, I think he's been on over what eight thousand covers, something like that. And when I first met him, he was he had just uh, he just passed his two thousandth or something, and three thousand was coming up. So, yeah, the guy's amazing. He really is, and he has that torso of a uh, a big guy. Not the mm-hmm. I don't like boys on my covers. I mean, nothing wrong with them. I, there's a lot of great romance writers that have young guys on the cover, but. I like a guy who looks like he can, you know, hold up the world, right? He can carry those <laughs> big telephone poles. Uh, you know, he's not, yeah. these aren't young, wimpy kids. They're uh, they're big, tough seals, and most of them have really big shoulders. They That's one of the things they do is work out a lot when they're not out on deployment. So um, I really think that his torso, I mean, I love his face and everything too, but his torso really uh, captures what uh, a real seal looks like. And I've had the fortunate uh, um, chance to see a few of them without their shirts on. So uh, he really embodies that. <laughs> well, in that case, you have first-hand knowledge of that, and that uh, just really makes the rest of us go, man, where, did, where in the world did you get that kind of opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> Yeah, he, he told me he he was running on 5,000 at this point, so he's on 5,000. Oh, is it about 5? Okay, well, then yep. I've distorted him, but it's not uh, it's not far off. I mean, I'm sure no. um, I'm sure he's uh, – uh, there are other great cover models, and I think he knows that his probably time is limited, but uh, it, mm-hmm. he'll be on my covers as long as he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be some time. That's he, he definitely stayed busy. He stays busy with a lot of different, and he's he's been looking at uh, some other. Uh, apparently, he's looking at doing some some other book covers too. So hey, you know, he keeps him a decent price for us, and that really is important. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. So that's a good business model, and of course, yep. you know, you look great. Now, a couple of those I noticed that you have like a tattoo of some kind on his yes. side. Now that obviously yes. something that your your cover designer it, put on in, there. In the book, uh, all my seals from Seal Team Three have a, f- a frog print tattoo from their uh, inside of their wrist all the way up to their uh, the crook in their elbow, and um, they uh, this is something that this the team does uh, when they get a new guy on the team. They all go in and have that tattoo. So it's something that um, since, you know, the nickname for seals is frog, it's kind of a recurring theme. There's also, um, uh, and they have a lot of other tats too, which uh, a lot of guys in the military and girls, you know, gals, um, mm-hmm. do. But um, this is something that denotes uh, that they're part of the team. And in one of my books that uh, comes in, um, that mystery comes into play because somebody gets one that's not a member of the team, and uh, it's, it makes part of the team a suspect. So um, that that does come into play in one of the books. But um, 
it's not uncommon for these guys to get the same tattoos. They're brothers in arms. They die for each other, and they get the same tattoos. Uh, that's just something that they do. So mm-hmm. um, I have them. And then also the team has a sort of a mascot, which is a frog-type plastic statue with a surfboard, sort of a goofy-looking thing that's a couple <laughs> feet tall. And in every one of my books, that statue gets destroyed, and they have the team has to keep replacing it. And uh, so um, readers will find in every, in every book that that will also happen. So it's just, you know, a little fun thing that readers can uh, uh, find, you know, sure. or have. It's sort of a little reward for being a repeat reader. <laughs> <laughs> there you yeah. go. Did you notice that you have... Um on your website because I always look at people's websites and and mm-hmm. uh, you you've got a couple of different uh, series going on here. Yeah. Uh, you've got the, you've got the seal, but you also have uh, one that looks like a vampire. Yes. Yes. yes the golden yes. golden vampires of Tuscany, and uh, they're unlike uh, regular dark vampires that have to go in ground and do uh you know do things at night these are these are uh a a different breed of vampire that are allowed to walk around in the sun mm. and they do um primarily survive on blood but they don't get sick if they eat food so they can drink wine and do a few other things and i i kind of uh uh liked the idea of a vampire uh that had more um character um, you know, equipment, things he could do. I, I always felt that I loved Anne Rice's books, but I always felt she made a big mistake by not letting the guys have functioning equipment, shall we say. I know this. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> when people started writing vampires and uh, having them very sexy, you know, I, I thought, yeah, that's what she should have done. Um and I, nothing to take away from Anne and her wonderful books and her great writing, but uh, I I wanted my vampires to go one step further, and that was they didn't have to sleep in the dirt or in a coffin or do something uh, like that that I thought was kind of disgusting, like you see on True Blood. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I wanted them to be really sexy alpha guys that were walk that you wouldn't know what they were by you know just looking at them walk down the street so that's what i did we get to create our own worlds right <laughs> right right well also i don't think ann meant he didn't she didn't mean mean her books to be uh romantic uh they're meant to no. be horror right. so that's true that's what you, can, you know it's a, yeah. it's a different genre it wasn't romance definitely yeah so, so you're de- you're definitely allowed to have sexy uh, uh, vampires walking down the middle of the street. It's okay with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually have the dark vamps as another breed of vampires. Oh. In fact, a lot of them are uh, in service to the goldens. The goldens are kind of the rare breed. They don't have um, uh, they don't have uh, the same uh, restrictions, of course, that the dark vampires do, so they're not as vulnerable, yet they they have children that are born human and then have to decide whether to stay human or become vampires. So that's the little twist that we have. So their children, their families are very precious to them and their children are very vulnerable. And that's uh, that's that's sort of the the overall uh, vulnerability of, the, of that breed. 
So, it, you know, it, it, it makes, makes a fun story. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely reminds me of a, a couple, like, a, you know, some differences on, on so many different uh, different series that are going on now. Um, mm-hmm. where, where, you know, you can change the, the vampire a little bit and yep. make it your own world. Yep, yep, that's right, that's right. And, yeah. you know, I think I think Twilight started to do that. I mean, they had, uh, you know, he doesn't burn up when he stands in sun. He glistens, right? Remember the crystals? In the oh, oh, yeah, we, we all know so. about the sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it was a great you know, feature, but it was, you know, that is, uh, just gives a different, uh, gave it, gave a different take for, for a lot yeah. of people. Yes, I think it, she probably went a little overboard with the sparkling, but, you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my guys you know. aren't, aren't considered vegetarians either, but they're, uh, but they're, um, they can eat, you know, regular, they can enjoy a nice meal in a restaurant. That was important to me. <laughs> Well, it does make make it easier to, uh, to to take care of business. I mean, I can understand That's right. mm-hmm. why you know, your your Tuscany uh, vampires would be stronger than yeah. the you know the, the, the night dwelling ones. I mean, think about the business they can take care of during a day that exactly. you know, the night dwellers can't. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so, and then my third series, of course, is the uh, Guardian Angels. And that was uh, actually those were the books I wrote first, and that was uh, my first foray into uh, writing. Um, uh, I uh, had a it sort of came from a um, my house had uh, burned to the ground, almost to the ground, oh. and in uh, 2008, and I was uh, staying in a little 600 square foot apartment and uh, going nuts. My husband had to stay up at the property because we had animals. And so I started uh, uh, reading a lot, uh, and I started writing. And actually, I had dreams about angels and guardian angels because, you know, we all got out with our lives. And uh, it was fascinating. I was in a different career at the time, and it just kind of, the writing just kind of overtook me, sort of like an angel dropping in on me and I started thinking about well what it would it be like if we all had a guardian angel that helped guide us we just never met and um what would happen if that guardian angel fell in love with the person they were supposed to take care of and what if that guardian angel after taking care of that person wanted to become human and so that was the first story in heavenly lover yeah, I'm looking at it. That's that's a nice picture of uh, Jimmy there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was the first uh, time I called up my cover artist. And I said, "Who's that guy?" And yeah. she said, "Oh, that's Jimmy Thomas." And you know, he'll probably put you on his website because he likes to see the covers he's on. And I went, "Whoa, that's you mean you actually know this person?" <laughs> so that's how it well, all he, began. Yeah, he's pretty easy to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, surprises me is is how many different looks he has. Yeah, I mean, he's the same person, true. yet he's, he's he can you know put hair back on and in a bun when he's trying to do long hair, or he, he's he's got so many different looks out of them. Yeah. Um, Christine Feehan, that's one. That that picture is so good too for the cover because 
she comes to the hero in his dreams. That's how she can come in and mess with his head and help turn things around for him. And so uh, their first meeting actually happens when he's in his dreams, his own dreams. And um, and so that's that cover is perfect because that's exactly he's asleep when she comes to him. So. Uh, not huh. that she can't see him when he's awake, but he can't see her. So um, not until later, anyway. <laughs> okay, so so she's the guardian then. She's the guardian, not him. Oh yeah. wow! He's, see, that's he's, he's a Brazilian um, painter, and he's uh, what he doesn't know is his best friend is um, a dark angel, and this his best best friend has been trying to. Uh, coerce him to uh, do something uh, permanent, like end his life, and uh, so that oh, he wow. could come and come and become a dark angel with him, and they would peruse uh, heaven and and uh, hell together. I don't call it hell; I call it the underworld, uh, and just party, party hardy, right? <laughs> and uh, he, oh wow. Uh, and he has him set up so that it's almost, almost happens, but of course the guardian goes in and stops him before he can uh, do the deed. So uh, that's how the book starts. And uh, uh-huh. so, but the dark angel sounds like, is a, sounds like a very good beginning. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. I, when I when I first read it to my critique group, a couple of the people, and this was like half men, half women. The guys looked up and he go, "I gotta go drink a water." That's such an intense scene <laughs> because it's an almost suicide. It's not a suicide, but it's an almost suicide. And yeah. he goes, "What? What?" You know, several of these guys go, "Wow, is this is this a horror film? This isn't going to be romance, is it?" So um, that I liked. I toned it down a little bit, but uh, I I thought, okay, I've got something there. If I'm getting a reaction out of men to my romance novel. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and that's hard, that's a harder one to do. That's hard. Mm-hmm. They they don't like to admit. They, you know, the same thing is they don't like to admit that they read this stuff. No, no. They don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but in all my books, any good alpha male will always be interested in what kind of spicy books his lady reads. Sure. Because you know. After yeah, all, help the spice up their life. Yeah, his are ideas. <laughs> oh, is that what she likes? Okay. <laughs> I always now, told my I, husband too. I said, "No, don't get any ideas. I'm writing this, but this is not what we're going to do." Okay, you know, and and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my mom wrote. I read my book and says, uh, "Do you actually have this?" Yeah, I'm just kind of sick. <laughs> I said, Mom, some of those in in our minds. How could I be having that kind of sex? Okay. Yeah. So, is it, that's what they say. The is. best sex in the world is between your ears, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, No, I I only wish, you know. Why <laughs> <laughs> we can write it? So yep. uh, you got started apparently um, older. You know, got started later in your life then. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did, and, uh, you know, I had two successful careers back-to-back before I uh, uh, started writing, And but writing was always something I wanted to do, and I mm-hmm. started out very young, um, keeping journals and writing stories, and I had teachers that always thought I would be a good writer, but 
In fact, my Sunday school teacher uh, used to write prayers that would make everybody cry, <laughs> and she would cry too. And it was like my parents were like, Sharon, you know, I understand the Sunday school class was kind of upset today, and Mrs. So-and-so was really, really broken up. I wrote these beautiful, long prayers and everything. People would be like, ooh, you know. And um, so, and then when I was in real estate, my manager kept on saying, "Don't write any memos to the secretaries in the office because you make them all cry." Um, <laughs> I was, you know, it could be kind of brutal and direct. So um, I, now I get to make people cry and get paid for it, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that uh, if you don't, if you don't get it out on paper. It will come out in some way or another, whether it's a really long email or yeah. whether it's it's on a list, uh, a grocery list. You'll have yeah. little little yeah. tidbits of things that you start writing on grocery lists. I, I caught myself doing that going, ah, okay, I really need to start writing again. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, my family knows that well. We'll be out to dinner and it's like, grab the paper. Somebody have a piece of paper quick. It's like, oh, mom's got an idea. <laughs> you know, you'll see a couple and they'll be talking and you go, oh, I've got a great idea for a scene with that. And uh, don't don't you get your ideas from people? I mean, it's just wonderful, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's, uh, you know, it, it, well, if we write what we know and if we see it, then, you know, mm-hmm. something that it's like we could very well put our characters in that scene. So right. definitely have to get it down when we can. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you so you worked on your your heavenly lover first, and mm-hmm. then did you go into the underworld lover, or did you write yes. one of the other ones? I actually okay. have two others in that series, uh, about two thirds done, and I just I did underworld lover, um, and then I went to uh, honeymoon bite, wrote the vampire one. Uh, while I was writing the seal book, I was uh, writing that for submission for my agent and for some editor, edit, New York editors, and it got kind of shopped around a little bit. And um, and then, um, or at least the first part of it, and then uh, and then I wrote, um, uh, finished Underworld Lover. We uh, we went ahead and self-published those, indie published both of those. And then uh, the vampire, the honeymoon bite one. And then uh, about that time, I got the okay. I decided to go ahead and publish the seal book. And I had originally written that to be a Harlequin. Uh, And so I um, wrote it, uh, wrote a longer version, expanded it, and uh, changed it. uh, added some extra things into it and made it a longer book and then um, put that up and that took off, that really took off. And then the second one was the Fallen Seal Legacy, book two, and that, that one came out in December. And then I went back and did the second book in the Vampire series, Mortal Bite, and that came out this spring. And now I'm just getting ready to do book number three um, of the Seal book, Seal Undercovers. So... I'll do another angel one. Um, like I said, I have two books, and I have another couple of books lined out. Um, and I'm going with what's selling. So the seals are selling now. And, really well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, really I, well, do you think it's? Do you think it has to do with you know the obviously uh, the Navy seals have gotten more into notoriety with, with the public now, and yes. they're curious, Definitely. I think. 
Yes, yes. And, you know, I want to say that nobody would read my books and find out uh, exactly how the seals are. I mean, I do more character uh, ideas, but the specifics of what they do and as far as classified information or national secrets, I even (laughs) jumble things up on purpose, okay? There's Ah. stuff that people who are, if they're career military, they're saying, this doesn't happen. I know that, you know. I I do it on purpose. Right. I don't want somebody reading my books thinking they're going to find out how how the seals are as far as uh you know any anything that would hurt them okay so right. I make up right. a lot of stuff these are characters some of these things have, have, have I've been told as far as stories but uh it's it's more the characters of the guys that I'm I'm trying to capture and these are kind of based on people I've met but you wouldn't recognize them from anywhere so again, I want to say, as far as accuracy and what they're supposed to be, it's just they're just stories. This is totally right. fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. People have to be told that it's like this yeah. is fiction, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're not wanting I mean, to I, give I, away I, any state secrets. <laughs> no, I, I once had a contest judge that said uh, in my uh, one of my contests said so. Well. How can she be a guardian angel? Everyone knows guardian angels are men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, wow, no. actually, actually, guardian angels are actually not male nor female, but that's okay. If yeah. you want to think so. <laughs> yeah, if you want to really split hairs, you know, and then it depends and, and, on which mythology you go for, you know. Then, then you look at them and say, absolutely. <laughs> because because you you just fell into the into the trap of thinking this was real, so right, right. And hey, I like that. I like them thinking it's real. I want them exactly. to go into that world. Uh, but uh, I'm you know as far as accuracy or to to try to get um, you know this is not a reality TV show where. Uh, well, of course, those aren't real either, are they? But I mean, this isn't this isn't a documentary, is what I'm meaning to say. This there you is go. Not nonfiction. This is total fiction, and and I, I use things that work. You know, that's all, and they work for the story, and that's it. <laughs> I'm going to let everybody know now that you can call in, and you know, it doesn't have to be just the two of us talking. Uh, uh-huh. We have a call number is seven one four. Two four two five one four five. You've got a couple of people who are definitely listening, so we can see you. You sitting in the dark, but you know what? You can, you can come out in the light and talk to us. So. We don't bite. <laughs> yeah, her characters might bite, but we don't bite. <laughs> yeah, some of my vampires do. They kind of have a delicious way of doing that, but we don't do that. No. <laughs> So how did you decide to get into the romance part? Did this kind of happen as you were writing it? Or did you uh, study it? Did. it? Yeah, it really did. When I first started writing, I had no... I was not a uh, big romance reader growing up. I mm-hmm. I was raised on classics, really. and um, But I always... I thought there was perhaps something wrong with me. I would read in the classics until it kind of got to the spicy parts, and that's I would go. I would trudge through hundreds of pages of, of drivel to get to the love scenes, you know, or the parts where the guy and the girl are together, and oh, they're not together, and you know, and then you read another 200 pages. I mean, I I read a lot of that uh, growing up. Is probably all I was allowed to read, 
Um, and when I started to write, uh, somebody suggested that, you know, gee, you're really talking about relationships. This this is romance. And um, so I was, um, they told me, you ought to go check out Romance Writers of America. So I did. And I went to a local chapter meeting. I'll never forget this uh, one author uh, told me, she goes, well, you know why we like romance, don't you? And I said, no, why? And she goes, well, it's because the woman always wins and there's always a happily ever after. Ah. Uh, That's right. These are the books I've been looking for. (laughs) So, you know, my mother was not one of those ones that read those kinds of books, so I wasn't raised on it, and... This whole world just opened up to me. Um, so uh, I didn't even know that's what I was writing. It just kind of uh, came that way. And then once I began to study the genre and and read a lot, because I read a lot the first couple of years, um, I tried to read two or three books a week, um, especially uh, authors that in genres that I liked, um, <laughs> Then I began to see, oh, there's some patterns here, and I've got to get some training. So I took a lot of online classes and and really tried to hone in on, on what it was. And then it's just a matter of finding your own style and where you're comfortable with and right. finding something that resonates with readers. So that's sort of the third step to it. But it, it came from pure love of writing, which I think any good writer has to have that. Definitely. Now, your newest book right now is Accidental Seal, correct? Uh, the newest book is Undercovers, uh, Seal Undercovers, and that'll that'll be released. Ah, month. okay. Yeah. Okay, that one's uh, yeah, that one's on your website, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Not yet, no, because we just got the cover. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's at the uh, editors now, so it's being edited yeah. now. It'll be out this this month. Awesome. So into July then, cool. Yeah. Cool. And mm-hmm. so in the progression of a series, you're, you're just kind of following one one man, or are you just, or does each man get his own story? Uh, each couple uh, gets their own story, and um, I start with the uh, platoon leader um, Kyle Lansdowne, and he's uh, he's the first one, Kyle and Christy, and then. Um, the second one is um, Cooper, who is uh, one of the members of Kyle's uh, Team 3. Uh, and Cooper is um, the tall Nebraska farm boy, and uh, he's the gadget guy. Uh, he does surveillance. He knows how to fix anything. He's spent his life under tractors fixing things. And so he lives in a, in a uh, motorhome at the beach. Uh, instead of mm-hmm. on base or in uh apartment somewhere and saves money. And uh he's very frugal. Very, very frugal that way. Um the third one is uh Seal Undercovers is about uh Armando who is a um originally from Puerto Rico and uh became a SEAL sharpshooter and he's also an excellent swimmer and mm-hmm. he was Kyle's best friend in book one. He had disappeared, so that that was what he was in book one. But he was more—he was the captive rather than the uh, hero. So he's he's the hero in the uh, third book. And then I have others planned for. Uh, you just keep adding different guys from the team. Fredo will have a book. Uh, 
Um, Malcolm Jones will have a book. Um, uh, I'm enjoying this new character, Rory, uh, in this book. Uh, he'll have a book, and uh, I have some other themes uh, that are coming up. So you just keep ta- adding, and then you just keep adding guys to the team because people will retire or go in and out, and, and um, it just gives you a chance to give another love story. And that is, yeah. Uh, so you just start with, uh, like, a group of guys, and yep. then, okay. So, yeah, that's that's kind of formula then in that uh, if you're going to have a series and they're going to be yeah. different guys, have different stories, and you wind up meeting them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's cool. It's kind of like uh, people who do that with the with brothers and cousins, and, you know, Bella <laughs> Andrade has her Sullivans. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's yeah. 12, 12 brothers or something. In that series, so <laughs> it's the same idea. Um, it, and the, the overall title of the series, of course, is the Seal Brotherhood because it really is a brotherhood. So, and you're you're kind of branding right now towards the brotherhood. As you uh, noticed that you were you were in your fatigues and you have your you know your uh, your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things that at the different at the different book writings you have uh, things on your table that depict yeah. you know the military yeah. look. Yeah, I have the red uh, wristbands that uh, we wear on Fridays to <clears throat> we wear our, uh, red on Fridays to remember the men and women in uniform, and that's all countries all over the world, not just the United States, not just Navy mm-hmm. SEALs, um, and. Um, so I give those out at book signings or fairs or wherever. Um, I have uh, my street team gives them out at bookstores and things like that. And then um, I, I got these really neat um, uh, dog tags made, and so they're metal tags with my book covers on one side, and and then it has the uh, the Navy Seal uh, motto, which is the only only easy day was yesterday. Um, and uh, so that's on the other side, and so those are those are really fun. Uh, I even get little kids that want to wear them, but I kind of have to tell mom uh, there's a naked guy on the cover. <laughs> I don't think you want him wearing that, do you? <laughs> so, <laughs> but no. uh, <laughs> there is, um, and then I have some. Um, uh, I, ha- I got some great packets called Warrior Wipes, and they're just great. They're like hand sanitizer, and they send them overseas to the troops. So that's my new stuff. I'm kind of enjoying um, uh, sunscreen and hand sanitizer. So I'm going to be putting stickers on them and taking them to the Big Art WA convention. Um, and then I have also dog tags for the vampire ones, which looks like a drop of blood. And on the back side, it says, uh, <laughs> blood never lies. And that's true, because there's, and there's a test that's done for their vampire blood that never lies. So that's part of the story. So Very good. And you had to, oh, yeah, definitely. That stuff is, when you find that, uh, that thing that makes the books move and people can yeah. get into it. That people get to. Yeah. You and I, you and I were originally talking about doing this this uh, show, and I we both decided that hey, right before the Fourth of July would be excellent. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, absolutely. It's very happy early Fourth of July to everyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. What will you be doing tomorrow? 
well, we watch uh, fireworks displays from our driveway. We can see about seven of them. We're up on a hill, oh, yeah. so uh, we do that. Uh, I think my husband's planning on um, sleeping a lot of the day. He works really hard, long hours, and I've got some um, blogs I'm, I've got to do. I'll probably do, do a lot of writing because it's really hot here. So <laughs> yeah. um, we've got... Well, you've got the heat there too, don't you? And yeah. Uh, holy cow. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been uh, 120, 122. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't even complain then. I mean, but when we get into <laughs> when we get into the 90s or 100, um, it's 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 not exactly comfortable. So, um, I'm normally a gardener. So on Fourth of July, I'm usually out in the garden, but I won't be tomorrow. I won't be. Um, yeah, it's have, just just been really bad lately, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have a I have a lot of work to do. I have some deadlines that I have to um, meet. I'm going to be in a couple of anthologies, and I have to finish stuff for that, and some blogs and blog tours that are coming up when uh, when the book comes out. So I have to get my stuff prepared for that. So I have a lot to do actually. I have to remind myself sometimes that it's a holiday. Is that, you yeah. know, because I work, I work through the home, uh, write and publish and do media stuff for people. So it's like, yeah. okay, they'll say, well, you're not going to be able to come over to the shop on this day. I said, well, why not? Well, because it's a holiday. I'm going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, you know, my uh, our family is kind of spread out, so uh, and now they have children of their own, so they kind of... Um, they kind of do their own thing, and uh, it, it, we we do get together. Um, but this year we're not going to. We we've had some mm-hmm. recent uh, celebrations. We've done that, so oh, I think this God. year we won't. But a lot of times we'll have a big party, and we have thirty or forty people up here, and we all watch the fireworks together. But not this year. We decided not to this year. So you're going to have a nice quiet day, which is which is you know yeah. that's nice. You know that's nice to yeah. get once in a while. I often <laughs> I often go over to the uh, cemetery and walk around and and uh, mm. we don't have our town doesn't have main street parades or things like that otherwise I'd probably be going there but uh, the fireworks are kind of what everybody does uh, at the county yeah so we're yeah I'm doing the barbecue with my parents so that'd be kind of nice, nice. to my yeah, son's back nice. from from college so yeah, yeah. so be fun. Shoot out some fireworks in the neighborhood. That'd be great. Hopefully it won't burn anything. <laughs> <laughs> and see, we're, we're not allowed to here. So no, uh, we, it, I'm not sure if it's a burn day or not. Uh, um, in California, most most places it's illegal. So. Yeah, um, that's so weird. I always thought, okay, it's not illegal anymore to uh, to buy fireworks because I'm almost, almost in every, every street corner. They're buying. Right. They're selling fireworks now, and I thought that is crazy. We're it's Arizona. We yeah. have always have wildfires issues. Why in Why in God's name do we have fireworks in July? Yeah, um, yeah it's just I, I think it was a mistake to do that. And then here we, you know, we we're fighting a fire right now. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've well, lost, we lost we. It's good to celebrate however we we need to, and it's always nice to remember the men and women that, you know, died so that we could have a a holiday. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things that 
freedoms and things that we have here that other countries don't have because people yes. have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And we we tend not to dwell too much on that. Of course, in our romance uh, books, we touch on that very lightly. But the truth is, you know, if we were uh, overrun with uh, people with different religious ideas or whatever, we wouldn't be able to write or read the books that we write or read. So That's we have a true. lot of freedoms to do things, and with that, of course, comes a tremendous amount of responsibility to, you know, help protect what what we hold so dear. And we protect it best by just remembering and remembering to say thank you. And I don't I think, think any of those... Yeah, go ahead. I, re- I really like your idea of walking... Yeah, through the cemetery. Uh, it really yeah. gives a, a sense of ambiance to the idea of, again, the reason for the season, so to speak. Yeah. And this particular yeah. case is 4th of July. Yeah. You know, I, I um, it's coming up on the, it's the 150th anniversary of the Civil War, and they're doing a lot of reenactments and things, as they do every year, but... I was reading a couple uh, special magazines that have been created for it, and I, you know, you think about 500,000 men that lost their lives yeah. in that battle yeah. that really um, made our nation, and, you know, that that battle in some respects is still going on today. But I have a tremendous amount of respect for um, people who have answered the call and, and um, you know, I just never want to forget that, you know, I'm stepping on stones that they helped lay, and sometimes they laid it with their own blood. So it's, you know, in a way, writing books where people are happy, falling in love, and having a happily ever after is kind of my way to maybe preserve a little part of them that will go on forever, but we all know that not all of them do, and not all of them have a happily ever after either. So it's my way of fixing things. (laughs) (laughs) You're equaling it out there. There you go. There you go. Or trying to. <laughs> trying to. <laughs> yeah. So if we were going to ask you who your favorite character that you've written so far, oh, boy. would you be able to answer that? <laughs> I think uh, it would, I think, I think I would probably have to say Cooper, uh, only be the, my second guy, because he's such a quirky kind of a guy, he doesn't. Uh, he uh, is a tall, very unassuming, quiet type gadget guy, uh, and yet um, he's you know still waters run deep. He is uh, not very explosive. He can handle a lot of uh, jabs, and and he doesn't lose his cool. Um, but he's very commanding, and he's absolutely mm-hmm. relentless. And he will never give up, and he doesn't scare easily. And uh, not that my other guys do. I mean, I really have enjoyed writing Armando's character too. Uh, he's a little more fiery. Um, I wanted to show some damage uh, from PTSD and things, so I purposely wrote some things in there um, about that. Uh, Cooper doesn't quite have that damage. Um, but um you know every every character i in a, in a way have a love affair with and mm-hmm. even my vampire guys <laughs> uh, and 
think um, as far as the seals go, Cooper would have to be my favorite. And as far as my vamps, it'd have to be Marcus Monteleone. He's definitely my favorite, uh, the first one in the first book, Honeymoon Bite. And I fell in love with uh, Daniel in Heavenly Lover. Uh, he is um, uh, he is um, Rodrigo Santoro. And if you if you know who he is, you can Google him as an actor. He's my Daniel, uh, Brazilian actor who was in uh, Love Actually, played the part of Ca- uh, Carl, Laura Linney's almost boyfriend, uh, and he's had some great. Uh, great uh, part since but anyway he is the the type of, of uh he's my brazilian painter so ah, you know you, you, you fall in love with them all mm-hmm. <laughs> yes that's really true so since uh you, you had mentioned cooper first upon mm-hmm. retrospect upon retrospect would you say that he's a lot like your husband i would say he there are a lot of uh a lot of um uh, Qualities, that's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, there are. He's tall and and commanding, and usually very calm. And uh, I know his fiery side too, but uh, he's uh, yeah, I'd say he's he's a lot like that. He's he's probably <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably more like him than any of the rest of them. He's definitely the the vamps are too hard to be real, you know. Mm. Um, and Daniel is uh, definitely Latin, and my husband's not. So. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that's it. Yeah, exactly. So he's got some similarities, which you know, hey, you fell in love with at one time uh, with, with your husband, mm-hmm. and so that's the mm-hmm. kind of guy that you fell in love with inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooper's Scandinavian uh, by background, and uh, my husband's Scotch, and so. Uh, it, the um, we actually we both have I have a lot of Scandinavian blood in me too, so you know a Northern European type uh, personality. He he could be a good Jamie Fraser too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did talk briefly about uh, Jamie Fra- Jamie Fraser because he is yeah. uh, of course part of uh, an author yeah. who lives close by Diana 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 Galvadon. She yeah. lives here in Scottsdale, so she's yes. a local author. And I uh, have uh, I have told uh, so many people. I think Jamie Fraser is the best hero that's ever been written. I really, I really think she did a masterful job with that uh, with that character. Um, she's yeah. an amazing writer. Tall, commanding. He's he's uh, yeah. He's got a lot of a lot of awesome qualities. Yeah, uh, but and, it sure does get little, get trouble a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and a little quirky in, in bits, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. kinda like, that's kind of like Cooper in a way too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just definitely an interesting situation they got themselves into that caused them to have to get married. And, uh, yes. Kind of convenient. <laughs> yeah. Worked out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to work it out. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, it's, uh, which series do you think is your favorite right now? Well, I'd, I'd probably have to say The Seals. Um, okay. They're, uh, uh, I think I have a lot of ideas for um, 
uh, plots, and they just seem to come. And the vampires and the guardian angels are wonderful, um, but uh, it's a whole different thing. It's a fantasy, um, you know, otherworldly powers, things like that. And um, with the seals, I think I'm enjoying the reality of the fact that they really are contemporary um, men. And without special powers. And I kind of like that. And I wasn't sure, I guess I wasn't sure I could write them. Um, And when Mm -hmm. I found out that the military uh, romance was a big genre, I decided, well, I'm going to try. And I I found I could do it. So you never know until you try, you know. So I I started uh, writing what I had read, what I'd been reading, and... um, uh, so I started with the paranormal, and then um, the contemporary, I think, is probably where I'm going to write most of my books in. So I like the suspense. Uh-huh. I like the crime elements of it a little bit. And um, uh, I like the um, the fact that these men who go over and can do all these fantastic things come home and they have to be careful. <laughs> and they have to remember they're not over overseas and they can't go jumping into things like they could overseas. Right, right. I like that conflict. I like that idea of being, you know, they're overseas and they love what they do. You and I would scare to death, but they love being in action. And when they come home and it's sitting around sipping lemonade, um, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. They're not used to that. (laughs) Uh, I remember watching uh, Hurt Locker, and I realized that you're, what you were saying. Here he is. He, he's used to, uh, you know, being in action, and he thrived on it and didn't really realize that until he did another tour, you know, another tour afterwards. But uh, he, you get him home. He's talking about you know, things that happened to him then. There and yeah. his wife is just doing dishes and is handing him handing him dishes to dry while he's talking. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then yeah, it's like he can't handle, you know, yeah. uh, being in everyday yeah. life. Yeah. 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 Some of the books I've read, you know, they talk about that too. I mean, the 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 um, <clears throat> aftermath of war and what it does to them when they come home, when they're remembering, when they see their own wives and children and, and what they've seen when they've been overseas. So, um, it, it, you know, in that arena, they're supposed to do a certain job. It's very clearly defined, and they're required to improvise, and they're mm-hmm. required to never be caught short where they don't have some kind of a way out or a solution to a problem, and they, they're chosen because they're so good for, good at that, at adapting. Um, but when you have all this great training, it doesn't do anything when it comes to falling in love or changing a diaper mm-hmm. or trying to raise a child. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's where the stories are for me. Somebody asked me uh, to ask you um, whether or not you work on multi multiple series at a time and how you handle that. Okay. Um, I... Uh, I don't. Uh, well, I, I, 
I ha- I cannot do three series. I can do two. I can do I did the vampires and I did uh early this year and then I did the seal uh this seal book. Um I think sticking to one uh I don't pick up another book in the middle of one I'm working on. I never write more than one book at a time. I might do uh, a short, a blurb, a prequel, or an anthology piece in the same genre, but I never do another genre while I'm finishing this one. And um, I can see myself writing 10 or 12 or 15 books in the SEAL series. I can see myself writing a few more of the others, too. But um, I won't be doing them at the same time. Okay. Is that yeah, the question? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. They they were um, saying that you were seeing like you overlapped a few of them, and they was wondering if you were writing them at the same time. So no, um, never, no, never. I you know when you when you're writing for publication, of course you write something and then you're waiting to hear. So what are you going to mm-hmm. do? You write something. You write something out. Yeah. yeah. And then you wait to hear, <laughs> and you write something else, and that's the big problem with. Uh, in the traditional realm of publishing, you have to wait so long to hear these answers, and you can't just wait. And then when it's a go, well, maybe it's a book you haven't finished, or, um, (laughs) you know, then you have to drop everything and go for that. So uh, I think it's better to just complete each project on its own, and that's one of the reasons why I like being an indie author, because I can do that and take um, a pace that I that I feel comfortable with and not put something out until it's uh, my best, you know, until my standards are met. There you go. So that's a good, good answer then. Mm-hmm. They're happy. Yeah, um, that's good. Is, so I wrote down, uh, just so everybody knows, I've got uh, Sharon's blog there on the chat information, mm-hmm. SharonHamilton.blogspot.com. It's, also, Sharon Hamilton author dot blood stop, I think it's. Oh yeah, you're right. Sharon Hamilton author. Sorry about that. Uh, Hamilton right. author dot blogspot dot com. But the easiest way to get to it would be if you go to her website, which right. is Sharon Hamilton author dot com, right. and then from there you can find uh, your other, you know, obviously her blog and her, her Facebook directly from there. So right. definitely and follow you can that. Actually, order the books from there too. So there you go. It's, so it's on there too. yes, which is, which which I've been having fun just looking at the pic at the covers. Dancing, <laughs> we're talking <laughs> just <don't>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. one of them I yeah you know, that one with uh, have my lover. I don't even recall even seeing that in his uh, lineup of of covers of pictures. So I I must have missed oh. it. <laughs> Oh, it, it it made the rounds uh, a while ago, but uh, he um, he used that cover on one of his, I think at the convention last year, he used that sleeping, it didn't have the girl in the background, but his sleeping cover, in fact, he was, uh, that's a real popular one, uh, and um and I he I started seeing it after I saw it on my cover, so who knows? Maybe uh-huh. I'm the one that created that, huh? <laughs> there you go. Everybody said, "Hey, we got to get that one." Has yeah. you know, I'll just sit there and look at that one. That's nice. But, um, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. 
I think that she'll encounter. I don't think that is Jimmy, is it? Because it doesn't look like that it's her. That the only one that isn't, and uh, I thought he, it was, and uh, and it and it wasn't. But that, that my cover artist just uh, chose that one. I liked it, and I didn't want her to redo it. And so we, it was just it's just a short. It's the prequel, so um, it's it's the one that goes with Accidental Seal. So, yeah, you know, and, and hey, nothing wrong with his got his body. He just he seems you know, a little bit younger, and yeah, uh, that's okay. Mhm. Yeah. We can't have the same guy at everything. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I mean, you know, I just could tell that there wasn't hands set yeah, just because I, I I look enough at some of his other covers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, funny thing is, I usually wind up picking ones that have clothes on. So you know. Dang it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So, uh, if, if they were going to get a hold of you, uh, obviously you've got your books right on your website. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want them to be able to find you on Amazon? Uh, where can they find yeah. your books otherwise? Well, um, several of the books are on um, Barnes & Noble as well. Um, and several of them are through uh, CreateSpace. Um, but you can order all those, you know, through Amazon. Amazon's probably uh, where most of my sales happen. Um, but um, uh, let's see, the first seal book and uh, well, every book in the series is represented in, uh, at Barnes and Noble as well as uh, Amazon. And then through Amazon, there's the three create space, the first two seal books, and then Heavenly Lover is on uh, is in print. So those can be ordered yeah. in uh, paperback form. Um, okay. We'll do others later, but um, you know we're just working as fast as we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you have to do what you can do. What that's when it goes in the print is obviously a lot more to do. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, and, and the, e-book, the e-books are what um, sell so many more com- in comparison. So I sort of yeah. spend my focus on that and. You know, with blogging and promoting and everything, that does take time. So um, I, I guess you, I could hire, hire somebody to do the formatting, but I try to try to do as much of it myself as I can. Yeah, it, you know, if you can do that, that's definitely great. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have you considered doing any audio books yet? I, I have, and uh, it's just one more thing to get into. And um, <laughs> once I get into it, I, I suppose I'll do fine. It, I, people have told me it's not that hard, um, so I just definitely have to uh, look into it. And, yeah, I have good friends that have done very well with audiobooks, so we'll see. I, I've heard from a lot of marketing people lately that that's the direction every a lot of things are going, um, mm-hmm. especially with the baby boomers being older. Uh, they'd like to take those with them. How uh, mm-hmm. you know so different when they're driving to and from mm-hmm. different states? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I have a I have a friend that listens to it at work. You know, she wears her ear. I don't know how oh. she can concentrate, but she listens to books all day long, and uh, it's amazing. I mean, how many books she goes through a week? Uh, and those are <laughs> not not inexpensive recordings to buy. But, no, no, they're not because I mean, again, that's about hundred dollars a week on on books. <laughs> wow, if she can do it, you know, one, mm-hmm. we like those kind of people. <laughs> we love those kind of people. We love those kind of people. 
So there's what you know keeps the ball rolling when it comes to you know selling books. Gotta love her. Uh, doing housework or sewing or driving, like you said, or commuting, of course. Um, you know, not everybody likes to sit and read for a long period of time. I can't read on my uh, cell phone. I just can't. Uh, right, right. I, but I do read faster on my Kindle than I do in a paperback book. So I guess it's because I can enlarge it and change the background and do all kinds of fancy things. Okay. But, you go through uh, faster pages. You need to flip those faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in, yeah. in a bathtub, uh, you know, I like my paperbacks, but they all have wavy bottoms because <laughs> they've all been dunked. <laughs> and I did that once with my Kindle and uh, had to replace the battery. So now I now I read uh, with it double bagged in Ziploc bags. <laughs> and, and it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but audiobooks, so you wouldn't have that trouble, would you? <laughs> no, don't you put them onto whatever device and and then keep a hard copy. Um, yeah, and then you know, you're covered. Then forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as you, yeah. yeah, that's what I do. Is I got the uh, the books on the on the computer because I'm on it all the time. But mm-hmm. I also have it on my Kindle, so they're synced. So I can read yeah. it on my phone as well as reading on the computer. So yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't have much time to to sit at long periods of time anymore. No, people don't. People don't. So listening to a book while you're doing other things is kind of the multitasking. It's kind of the way we are these days. I'm I'm guilty of that, too. I mean, I I have not found many radio programs that I can listen to on a regular basis, you know, for a long period of time. Uh, Interviews or, you know, I listen to BBC a lot and... um, and but I uh, audiobooks. I mean, I have a few audiobooks that I've listened to like eight, nine times. Yes, exactly. And it says I, if you're working on other things, not when you're writing. When you're writing, you really shouldn't be listening to other writing. Oh, but, no. <laughs> but if you're if you're doing other things like designing your your interiors, that's that's a long drawn out thing that you can have some something else you're half focused yeah. on. Of course, audiobooks are the way to go. So yep. yeah. Again, I, I think that's definitely a wave of the future. Uh, that and media, you know, getting your your word out, uh, yeah. radio and and video, uh, yeah. definitely is a big plus. Which is why I do what I do here, by the way. So, yeah, with, yeah. With that in mind, you will be getting this uh, copy of the show uh, within you. about a, in, in about an hour or two when they when they transfer it over to archive mode. So you can put it on your website wherever you want to do with it. It comes with its own player and everything. So that's um, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I really, really appreciate okay. uh, this opportunity. And I, uh, uh, you've done a great job. You've asked great questions, and uh, <laughs> I think we've had a good time. <laughs> well, it's a, your hour went by so fast, you didn't even know it was an hour. No, so. actually, I think we went over. <laughs> yeah, uh, we went over a few minutes. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and that's what happens. That's what should happen. You know, we're just a couple of people talking about your books, and I'd love to hear about everyone else's writing and how they, uh, their characters, and, yeah. and it's a lot of fun yeah. to listen. Yeah. yeah. So, so thank you so much for coming on with us, and, and you know, again, you, happy Kathy. 4th of July. Thank you. And, thank uh, you, and thank you to everybody listening in, too. I hope everybody has a nice, safe 4th of July, and uh, remember to thank 
those guys and gals in uniform the next time you see them at the bus depot or downtown or at the airport or something. Just walk up and thank them. They like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thanks so much. Thank you, Patty. All right. Thank you, Bye-bye. Sharon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. That was Sharon Hamilton, and we're so happy to have her on board here. Just wanted to remind everyone again that this is KWOD Radio and this is Patty Hallstrand. I am promoting a Kickstarter right now for a young man who is trying to get to Finland for work. He needs some money to get him there, you know, the visa, the, the, uh, his uh, passport, and all those things that cost money to get to from one country to another. Uh, definitely take a look at it. It's on the chat information. You can just click it and go right to it. Find out more about it. Uh, you, the uh, Kickstarter, it's called Kickstarter is crowdfunding. It's called youcaring.com. And the if you're looking at it, it would be to Finland or bust. I told him that one. He said, you call it to Finland or bust. And he, so he did. <laughs> And so you know, he's got to lay out what he, you know, his expenses are, and if you can help him out, any little bit helps. Uh, he gets a uh, certain amount. He's got the list of exactly how much his visa will cost and all those. So take a look at it and see if you can help uh, a young man to need to get a new start in a new country. So with that, obviously you need you guys need to go and check out SharonHamiltonAuthor.com. That's SharonHamiltonAuthor.com. Take a look at her books. She's got some really fun characters. And if you missed any part of this show, you can definitely wait for about an hour and go into archive mode. And you can listen to it all over again at your leisure. So anything that you missed, you can talk for talking about the characters, talking about the different series. If you missed any of that, definitely take a listen again, okay? And with that, I'm going to say goodnight. And we will be on again tomorrow. Um, we've got a really special program tomorrow for 4th of July. We're talking about vampires. <laughs> uh, we've got a brand new uh, movie that's being made as an independent film uh, named Helsing. Obviously, that's after Van Helsing. And it's a darker uh, type of vampires and definitely bloodlust involved. So uh, definitely the same time, 5.30 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll also have on board uh, talking to the producer and director, and we'll also have on a independent film critic friend of mine who also writes for the WAD newspaper. Um, he will be also on tomorrow night to talk about independent film and uh, where this particular film. Um, yeah, he'll have some really great questions, better than mine, I'm sure. Uh, about independent films and especially with horror and uh, how what they're doing and you know uh, what his vision is and um, I'm sure that it'd be really it's going to be an intense program because of the uh, nature of it. Uh, more likely, it's going uh, to, some of the pictures are going to be a little more graphic. So just to warn you, if there's any children around, it might be very well talking about some. Um, I know some of the noises they made for <laughs> for some of the uh, reenactments for the film were very crunchy. So uh, just to be forewarned that we may very well have some of that in the program uh, in order to hear. So 
uh, it might be somewhat uh, more adult than I usually have. So this this is a warning. And this is K Radio, and this is Patty Hilstrand. And again, we'll be on tomorrow night at 5:30. Talk to you guys then.